Good mornings, I'm Chris Oaks, and coming up today, cold and flu season is right around the corner. Even after everything we've been through, a new survey finds that most Americans are still hesitant to stay home when we're feeling sick. Also this morning, with the enrollment deadline less than a month away, many seniors turn to Medicare brokers for advice on choosing the right plan. What do they do, and are they really a helpful tool? We'll take a closer look. And November is Diabetes Month. The Hancock County OSU Extension is highlighting resources to help patients and families take charge for the holidays. This is the Good Mornings Podcast Edition for Monday, November 8th, 2021. Today is Abet and Aid Punsters Day. Everybody knows someone who loves a good pun, and so instead of rolling your eyes, <laughs> uh, just uh, uh, laugh understandingly at uh, at their puns today, uh, it's a day to cut them a break. Cook something bold day. Cook something bold day. National Cappuccino Day. National Dunce Day. Can we say that anymore? Are we allowed to use the term dunce or is that a no-no? Now, I mean, there are a lot of words that we used to say uh, just in, in common conversation that we're not allowed to say anymore. Is dunce one of them? Can we still say that? It says National Dunce Day, National Harvey Wallbanger Day, National Parents as Teachers Day, which I got to chuckle out of that because uh, the past uh, year, uh, the year 2020 was... 365 days of Parents as Teachers Day, I think. But uh, but National Parents as Teachers Day, reminder that parents, we are our children's greatest teachers, even if they are indeed back in class. Um, you know what I mean. World Town Planning Day, and it is X-Ray Day today as well. So reasons to celebrate today. So, did you remember to uh, change your clocks over the weekend? This is a bad thing. There's growing evidence that changing your clocks is a bad thing for your health. The American Academy of Medicine is the latest to call for an end to daylight, daylight saving time because the loss of one hour in the spring magnifies heart health issues, causes an increase in car crashes, and leads to an uptick in emergency room visits due to both home and workplace accidents. Now, I know that that's the spring time change they're talking about, and we just had the fall time change where you get an extra hour of sleep, but you can't have one without the other, and they don't like the spring time change, so that would uh, necessarily do away with the fall uh, time change. Because you can't have one without the other, or otherwise, eventually, uh, you'd be uh, sleeping while it was daylight out and working at night. But uh, in any event, they say the misalignment of humans' internal clocks increases the risk of obesity, metabolic syndrome, depression, and even cancer. And so that is the latest. Uh, Changing our clocks is a bad thing. You know what's a good thing? Speaking of medical research, sleeping with your pet can have tons of benefits for your pet. 
According to the chief veterinary officer of the North American Veterinary Community, pets who live with their humans um, have a higher trust level and a tighter bond with the people in their lives. People who, let's try that again. Uh, people with, um, people who let their, their pets sleep with them, their dogs or cats sleep with them uh, on the bed uh, have a higher trust level and tighter bond with the people uh, in their lives. The dogs and cats who are more closely bonded with their humans also get health benefits such as increases in beneficial neurotransmitters such as, such as oxytocin and dopamine. And so your pets will be healthier. They sleep with you. I don't know. I, since we were talking about the time change and uh, extra an hour of sleep over the weekend and all of that, I thought that was kind of interesting. So time change bad. Pets sleeping with you in bed. Good, apparently, at least for the pet. So. It's another sign of the season. The Again, it's not going to feel very much like it today with temperatures here, maybe near record highs. But the holiday season right around the corner. And here's another sign. The Rockefeller Center's ice skating rink opened for the holiday season this weekend. Officials say it will remain open daily from 9 a.m. to midnight, regardless of the weather. Uh, we mentioned on Friday, I think, this year's Rockefeller Center Christmas tree is coming from Maryland. And uh, the story that I saw, uh, we were talking about it on Friday, the first time that the tree at 30 Rock has ever come from outside the tri-state area of New York, New Jersey, Connecticut. That's coming from Maryland, a 79-foot-tall Norway spruce will be cut down this Thursday and will arrive on New York, uh, arrive in New York uh, on Saturday, November 13th. So this coming Saturday, the rink is open. I've never done that. I've been to uh, been to New York, been to Rockefeller Center uh, during the holiday season to see the tree. Um, Actually, uh, when we saw it, it hadn't been lit up yet, so I've never seen the tree all lit up at Rockefeller Center, but I've seen the tree and the ice skating rink below, and it's, oh, it's such a uh, such a Courier and Ives type of uh, Christmas card scene, but I've never done it. I've uh, never actually uh, gone ice skating on, on uh, Rockefeller Center, but... Uh, that would that would kind of be a bucket list thing. I mean, if you were if you love the holiday season, uh, that would kind of be a bucket list thing you have to do sometime in your life. I would. Uh, if I tell you what, if you want to make a killing this winter and you can drive a snowplow, I mean, there's we've had the story in the news that uh, ODOT is looking for plow drivers and just about every other state looking for plow drivers as well. But in Massachusetts, you could make a really good amount of money labor shortage that is cut down on the number of truck and bus drivers is also going to take bite out of the army of folks who usually keep the roads clear of snow in the bay state and to that end many cities in massachusetts are ready to shovel some serious green at those who can move all of that white stuff the local cbs news affiliate wbz tv in boston says the community of Watertown, Massachusetts, is offering up to, get this, $200 an hour for commercial drivers with their own plows. 
the communities of Lowell and Worcester are paying rates of $155 an hour. Officials in Clemsford, is that how you pronounce it? Uh, say they are willing to pay $135 an hour for plow drivers with their own vehicles. Boy, that is some serious dough there. $200 an hour. Some of these places in Massachusetts. I think they take the cake. I don't know of anybody who's paying any more than that. That is pretty amazing. Here is among the first things you need to know this morning. A story on the Newswire that could set the stage for the next... um, social political issue that uh, folks would be buzzing about. Republican Senator Josh Hawley of Missouri says he plans to make masculinity a signature issue in his reelection campaign. He tells Axios that the, the left's mantra of telling men that your masculinity is inherently problematic is that's what he's going to go after in his campaign. He brought up the issue during his speech last month at the National Conservatism Conference, saying, can we be surprised that after years of being told that their manhood is the problem, more and more men are withdrawing to the enclave of idleness and pornography and video games? Uh, and as he, uh, as he said in this Axios interview, As conservatives, we've got to call men back to responsibility. We've got to say that spending your time not working, spending your time on video games, spending your time watching porn online is not good for you, your family, or this country. In addition to the left, Senator Hawley also put the blame on other factors, including the disappearance of jobs in many cities and rural areas, saying, I think you put together lack of jobs fatherlessness, the social messages that we teach our kids in school, and I think we've got to confront that and its effects, unquote. So get ready, because masculinity apparently is the next sociopolitical issue that we'll be talking about round the clock. That is going to be the next big thing. So just thought I would share. So when we are in the throes of this re-election campaign and everybody's talking about masculinity, you'll say, oh, I heard, I heard that that was going to be the big, big issue. Prepare yourself for that. Big Bird made some headlines over the weekend. Landed on the wrong side of some on the right. When Sesame Street's beloved Yellow Muppet tweeted out on Saturday that he got the COVID-19 vaccine. Big Bird has a Twitter account. And... According to the narrative for Big Bird, he's six years old. Supposedly, Big Bird is six years old. And so that's kind of the, the level at which they write for the character as a six-year-old. And the uh, tweet was sent out after the Pfizer vaccine was approved for children ages 5 to 11. So right there in that uh, age range. So in the tweet, Big Bird said, quote, I got the COVID-19 vaccine today. My wing is feeling a little sore but it'll give my body an extra protective boost that keeps me and others healthy. Uh, Among those angry about the tweet, Republican Senator Ted Cruz of Texas, who accused Big Bird of government propaganda for your five-year-old. However, others pointed out that uh, 
Uh, Big Bird back in 1972 got vaccinated against measles, and it was an all an effort to meant to ease kids' fears about getting the shot, getting vaccines. And uh, so this was kind of the uh, same thing. So make of it, make of it what you will. But people would be buzzing about that over the weekend. Big Bird made headlines. And uh, how about this? Among the first things you need to know this morning. Uh, This will uh, give you a chuckle. The astronauts who will depart the International Space Station this coming weekend will, will have to wear diapers on the way home. Because the capsule they will be flying back to Earth in has a busted toilet. (laughs) <laughs> the restroom is out of order in the uh, in the space capsule that will bring the astronauts home from the International Space Station. So they're going to have to wear diapers <laughs> on the trip home. NASA astronaut Megan MacArthur described the situation as, quote, suboptimal. <laughs> Unquote. I, I love that terminology. She called it suboptimal. Yeah, I, <laughs> that's one word for it. But she said it will be manageable. She and her three crewmates will spend 20 hours in their SpaceX capsule with a busted toilet um, from the time the hatches are closed until Monday morning's planned splashdown. So 20 hours, (laughs) they'll have to wear diapers because the toilet is busted. Still want to go to space? (laughs) Are you still... Uh, how are you liking the idea of space tourism now? There you go. Uh, those are some of the most interesting and buzzworthy stories to get your Monday morning started. WFIN News, I'm Matt Demchek. The WTOL 11 first alert forecast, partly to mostly sunny today with a high of 66, partly cloudy tonight, a low of 42. It was a good turnout for the Findlay Veterans Day Parade on a sunny Sunday afternoon. Nicole Coleman, executive director of the Hancock County Veterans Service Office in Findlay, appreciates everybody coming out. And I hope that people will remember um, to come out even when it is cold and rainy because we went to war when it was cold, rainy, snowy, hot, whatever the case was. And it means a lot to us to see the support of our community. You can see video from the parade and the service on our website. Veterans Day is on Thursday. You can see what other events are coming up this week in honor of veterans on our website as well. The Finley Police Department says a teenager was killed in a crash on Saturday. Police say the 18-year-old was driving south on Bright Road on Saturday afternoon when she went left of center and struck an SUV head-on. She was transported to Blanchard Valley Hospital where she was pronounced dead. The driver of the SUV was not injured in the crash. Two vacant Ohio congressional seats have been filled after Republican Mike Carey, a coal lobbyist from Columbus, and Democrat Chantel Brown, a Democratic Party leader from Cleveland, were sworn into the House. Brown now represents the Cleveland area seat vacated by former Democratic Representative Marsha Fudge, who stepped down to become Secretary of Housing and Urban Development. Carey takes over for former Republican Representative Steve Stivers, who resigned in April to lead the Ohio Chamber of Commerce. Both must face re-election again next year under a congressional map that's being redrawn to hold on to those seats. Daniel Barnett, ONN News. The Finley Trojans defeated Dublin Kaufman in convincing fashion to advance in the football playoffs. The Trojans will now take on Springfield in the regional semifinals on Friday. That game will be played at Lima Spartan Stadium at 7 p.m. Friday. 
Ottawa Glandorf also advanced in the playoffs with a dominant win over Waynedale. The Titans will play Otsego in Napoleon on Saturday night. Macomb is also still in the playoffs, and Macomb will play Hopewell Loudon at Bowling Green High School Bobcat Stadium on Saturday. Get more news online anytime at WFIN.com. Well, here we are once again, coming into the time of the year for sniffles and sneezes and sore throats. Now, we're all a little more cognizant of how serious these things can be these days, but a new survey finds that many of us are still hesitant to slow down just because we're feeling a little under the weather. Uh, Family medicine physician Dr. Jennifer Caudill joins us this morning. And this is a poll commissioned by Mucinex, which found that 55% of people would most likely continue working, continue going to school, going about their daily lives, even while dealing with a sore throat. Did that surprise you, especially considering everything that we've been through the past year and a half? I mean, I'm, I'm with you on that. Actually, it is surprising, you know, surprising for two reasons. Number one is, is the reason I think you're, you're hinting at, and I agree, that, you know, we, we're still in COVID. We've certainly understood and we understand the importance of when we are sick and under the weather, isolating ourselves from other people to keep them safe, uh, but also give ourselves a chance to heal. That applies not only to COVID, but to, you know, the common colds and flus and things like that. Right. So definitely surprising for that reason, but also surprising for the reason that, um, you know, people would just sort of uh, continue to power through and sort of disregard their symptoms or at least put them aside to try to get things done. Yes. Now, obviously, there are over-the-counter remedies that help relieve sore throat symptoms. Yeah, there are. There's a lot of great over-the-counter products. Um, and I always say, you know, first things first, you want to check with your doctor to find out the cause of your sore throat. Make sure you don't need any further testing or that nothing else is concerning. Um, but when we talk about sore throats that are related to uh, upper respiratory infections, colds, coughs, things like that, a lot of great over-the-counter cough and cold uh, medication brands, they've got a new line of products called um, Mucinex Institute, which is kind of great because um, this line has lozenges and also has sprays in it, and they both work to sort of numb and soothe throat pain. Um, the lozenges in particular have this ingredient called Hexyl Resorcinol, which is also known as Hex. Uh, just a complicated way of saying it's a topical anesthetic, which helps numb the back of the throat and really helps soothe that sore throat. So if you're sick and under the weather, the, you know, the hope is that you don't have to suffer with a sore throat, that you can get some relief from it while you're um, getting better overall. Yeah, which is, which is great. If that's all it is, as you were alluding to earlier, uh, how do we know if a sore throat is just a sore throat or if it's something that is more serious that needs medical attention? Right, right. And, and that's a, that point is well taken, a really good one. It's one of the reasons why um, in the beginning of the, the last question, I mentioned the importance of talking to your doctor to get a proper diagnosis because as you just alluded to and, and correctly, Sore throats can is a symptom, right? It's a symptom of, of an underlying cause. So that, that underlying cause could be a number of things. Acid reflux can cause sore throats. Um, uh, you know, vocal strain can cause sore throats. Uh, allergies can cause sore throats. COVID, you might have a sore throat. Cough and flu, uh, you might have sore throats. So that's why your doctor will help you understand, you know, what's most likely. And if you do need further testing or need to be concerned about something more serious than um, a sort of a viral upper respiratory infection that's not COVID. Let's talk a little bit more generally here quickly uh, about uh, taking better care of ourselves uh, during cold and flu season coming into that time of the year. So what should be first on the list 
uh, in order to, number one, avoid uh, getting ill. Number two, uh, what to do if we do happen to catch something. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think prevention is the name of the game whenever we can do it. Um, and uh, it's one of the reasons why I became a family doctor is because I love talking about prevention as well. Things that will help us in the coming months is making sure that we're minimizing our stress levels. The holiday season right around the corner. Stress sometimes can go through the roof. Um, stress can affect our immune system. So we want to be mindful of that. Making sure that we're sleeping enough, that we're eating a well-balanced diet that's healthy as well for our body, our immune system, exercising, all of those things are important. But not only that, um, you know, continuing to wash our hands and wear masks uh, and social distance. We can't forget those items because we were really intimately attached to those things for, for good reason, given uh, the COVID pandemic, et cetera. So all of those things will help with prevention, certainly. And that, of course, leads us to the uh, critical advice of where we started, staying home and staying away from others. If you are ill, we really don't want to be spreading anything around from the common cold to COVID. And again, it seems from the survey that we referenced that we still have to remind people of that. That's exactly right. No, absolutely. And you know, not only are you helping other people by staying home or sick, but you're also helping yourself, uh, allowing yourself a, a moment and a chance to rest appropriately to try to help your body fight off whatever's going on. That's important. Very good point that it's not just uh, safer for everybody else, but it's better uh, for us as well. Again, uh, family medicine physician, Dr. Jennifer Caudill with us uh, this morning. Where do we get more information? So going to mucinex.com, get a lot of information from mucinex.com. Dr. Caudill, thanks very much for taking the time. We appreciate it. Thank you. You wake up. Let us do the rest. Good mornings with Chris Oaks on 1330 WFIN and 95.5 FM. Hard to believe just under a month to go until the Medicare enrollment deadline for 2021 is December 7th. Well, that still seems a long way off. You look at the calendar and, oh, that's less than a month. Of course, the whole thing can be uh, very confusing and overwhelming for those who have been through it before to say nothing about the 10,000 or so people who age into the system every day and maybe going through the process for the first time. Now, there are a number of Medicare brokers out there who would be more than happy to help seniors out in selecting a plan. This time of year, those services are very heavily advertised with the disclaimer that they are not authorized or endorsed by any government agency. So what exactly do they do? Uh, joining us is Kira Krause. She is chief marketing officer for ClearMatch Medicare, one such broker that is a part of healthcare, or Health Plan 1, is the uh, parent company. And Kira, uh, in your conversations with people as a Medicare broker, what is the most common thing that you hear, particularly from those who are new to all of this? Well, I, I heard you use the word overwhelming and confusing, and that is what we hear day in and day out. And, um, you know, it is an important decision. Uh, you know, as we age, we, we are going to use our health insurance and we have individual needs. Um, and it's um, incredibly important to do it now because the annual enrollment period is uh, over on December 7th. Yeah. Um, and there's two reasons I like to think that we should take a look. And one is that the plans change from year to year. They add benefits. They change their doctor coverage maybe a little bit. And importantly, certainly you change. So you have, you have new doctors, different doctors. You add a prescription drug. You want to make sure you have the best plan for right now. Yeah. So 
yeah, it's confusing. It's overwhelming. Um, but you need to do it. And, you know, one way to make that search simpler is to work with a broker and agent like those at ClearMatch Medicare. And uh, as a matter of fact, uh, according to a recent survey that you folks uh, conducted, uh, beneficiaries increasingly doing that, seeking out the help of, of brokers to help them make that choice. What's the benefit? Well, I think there's a couple benefits. The first is, let's face it, you don't want to be an expert necessarily, but you sure would like to benefit for someone else's expertise. And an agent knows Medicare inside out. In fact, at ClearMatch, it's our mission. That's, that's what we do. We're experts at Medicare, and we are committed to breaking it down for people. Um, the second reason that you might want to work with a broker uh, is that we work with all the major carriers, and we have thousands of plans at our fingertips. That would not be fun for you, but um, we can break it down, go through those options for you, present a few that work for you so that you can make an educated choice. And I, I get this question a lot, like, well, are the prices different? So if I go to a broker, what's the, mm-hmm. what's the trick? Right. And there's no trick, um, you know. Uh, it, by law, the prices that we charge for a, a plan are the exact same as what a carrier is going to charge. It's just a little easier sometimes for someone, if they're not sure which carrier they want to use, to, to to check out a couple of them at the so, same time. So, in, so yeah. it may be familiar, kind of uh, an analogy would be like working with a travel agent. Not going to cost you anymore, but you have someone who kind of specializes in what they do so they can help guide you through the particulars. I think that is right. And, you know, if you have a travel agent that you know and trust, um, you know that that person doesn't try to slot you into a vacation you were not planning on taking. Right. Um, but will truly listen to what you need, um, compare some options. You know, a travel agent might say, oh, you want warm weather? Well, we have Jamaica, we have St. Lucia, we have Florida, and we'll listen to you very carefully um, and, and not try to force something that doesn't work for you, but in yeah. fact, the opposite, which is to find the perfect solution for you, and that's that's what we're trying to do. That it, it may not be quite as exciting as a uh, Jamaican vacation or a, <laughs> a tropical vacation, but still very, very important. You know, you bring up the well, point. We find it very exciting. <laughs> I don't know, you know, but, uh, but no, a serious, you know, um, what, what we do find exciting um, is that, this is a bad, this is, can be a really confusing thing. So when you have someone that breathes a sigh of relief, yeah. that's our goal sometimes is we like to um, hear that sigh of relief. And we no know question. we're doing our job when we hear that relaxation and, and just to deliver a little peace of mind, I think. So not as good as Jamaica, <laughs> but, you know, maybe... A maybe, close second. Maybe, maybe more important than that uh, at the end of the day. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about this, too, because I thought this was interesting. You bring up the point that uh, today's seniors, baby boomers, and, and those who are getting to <clears throat> a certain age are kind of reinventing uh, aging, what it means uh, to, to get older. How does What does that mean for uh, health care, uh, especially in Medicare, as they age? I think about, first of all, you know, a a lot of the advertisements in the world that show um, uh, so-called older consumers, Mm -hmm. um, uh, and by the way, 65 is the new 40, so you want to be careful. You see these images of people in rocking chairs or, you know, much older than 65 looks today. 
So one thing is we have to change what it looks like. You're not in a rocking chair, and, and nor are you necessarily going to take up surfing. Um, you are who you are, and each one of us is super different. Um, if you remember, the baby boomers are the me generation, right? So it's all about the individual. And that cannot be more true than in healthcare, right? Your healthcare needs are not what somebody else's needs are, not your next door neighbor, your best friends, your spouses. It's all about you. And so I think what the industry is really trying to do is tailor solutions. Um, you know, uh, uh, the carriers are working their hardest to come up with lots and lots of plans so that there is one or three that can work for you, the yeah. individual. Yeah, uh, we, we've seen all of these uh, extra added benefits that get uh, added into these advantage plans that uh, you know can definitely be tailored for whatever type of uh, senior living you you envision for yourself. So uh, that's correct. Yeah. So that's right. That's absolutely true. Uh, again, uh, Kira Krause is a chief marketing officer for ClearMatch Medicare, which is part of Health Plan 1. As I mentioned, just about a month to go until that enrollment deadline for Medicare. So a, a reminder that if you haven't started this process, now's the time to do that. And where do folks go for more information, Kira? Yeah, that's right. You know, December 7th is not too far away. So now is a good time to visit our website at clearmatchmedicare.com. That's clearmatchmedicare.com. And if you are somebody who would benefit from speaking with an agent, there's an 800 number right there. You can give us a call. We're happy to do a free Medicare review. No obligation. And, you know, it's great. It's our mission to help. So our agent is happy to take a look at what you're on, the plan that you're on now. And if it's the right one for you, we'll tell you. Um, otherwise, we'll help you find a couple options that might work better. And it's up to you. So clearmatchmedicare.com is a great place to start. All right. Very good. And uh, again, the bottom line, yes, Medicare brokers do serve a very uh, important purpose. But at the end of the day, and again, using the travel agent analogy, just like a travel agent ultimately uh, wants to sell you a vacation package, the Medicare broker wants to sell you on a Medicare plan. So don't feel pressured necessarily, but uh, they are a resource uh, that uh, can be helpful. Just make sure that it's somebody who is actually listening to what you are saying and taking your needs uh, into account in presenting those options. But again, just less than a month to go until the uh, December 7th deadline. More at goodmornings.net. We interrupt this program to bring you a broken news alert. Today's update on the odd and unusual side of the news brought to you as a public service, more or less, of Hancock County Veterans Services. A Colorado man was arrested this week, this past week, for setting his mother's house on fire. <laughs> After using a blowtorch to clear out some cobwebs. <laughs> it's been a while since we've had one of those stories. We have had those stories. Uh, it, things, Similar things happened in the past, but this is the first time in a while. Uh, John Charles Streckenbaugh, age 39, was arrested on suspicion of first-degree arson and criminal mischief, causing nearly $100,000 in damages. Uh, this is according to uh, local news reports in Boulder, Colorado. Fire authorities responded to a fire at a home 
in the 8800 block of Vermilion Road, north of Longmont, just before 4.30 p.m. one week ago. Fire personnel, upon arriving, could see smoke coming from the roof of the single-story, single-family residence. Investigators say the man acknowledged using a blowtorch to clear cobwebs in the crawl space under the home, and he tried to put out the fire for an hour by himself before calling emergency crews. What's interesting is not only was he charged with uh, arson and criminal mischief, uh, but also violation of a protection order. So apparently he wasn't supposed to be anywhere near the house. I don't know if he'd done this before or if there was something else going on. Uh, but, oh, yes, and he was also uh, arrested on possession of a controlled substance. So, <laughs> might have been some other things going on that led him to think that that was a good idea to use a blowtorch to go <laughs> clear the cobwebs. <laughs> uh, you know, often we have stories of people going to jail for dumb things. This is a story of someone doing something dumb while they were in jail. A man serving time... In the Monroe County lockup in Florida uh, is now in even more trouble for beating up his cellmate. But he had a good reason because his cellmate passed gas too often. (laughs) Well, I would think if you are uh, locked in a very small space with another human being, if they are constantly passing gas, I can see where that would be. A a problem. Knocked out two of the guy's teeth. Christopher James Callan said his uh, cellmate doesn't give any courtesy. uh, Or he doesn't give any courtesy flushes when using the toilet either. (laughs) The unnamed victim was uh, treated at a local hospital for his injuries. Mr. Callan, by the way, originally arrested uh, back in September... Uh, he is uh, listed on the Florida Department of Law Enforcement sexual offender databases for a uh, conviction of felony menacing uh, in Boulder. So that's his story. But uh, <laughs> beat up his cellmate because he passed gas too often. I guess it's understandable in the larger scheme of things. A 39-year-old man was rescued on Friday after being trapped inside the walls of the historic Landmark Theater in Syracuse, New York, for several days. (laughs) He was trapped inside the walls. Apparently, they have been doing some renovation at the theaters, uh, or at the theater, and uh, theater workers uh, had spotted the man wandering around the place earlier in the week, but then they lost track of him. They thought that he had left. And so workers went about their business (laughs) doing the renovations. Uh, And then suddenly they heard a man calling for help about 730 in the morning on Friday. Firefighters able to drill through several layers of drywall to rescue the man who is believed to have entered the theater two or three days before his rescue. Oh, and he was naked when they found him. So I don't know if he was naked when he was wandering around the theater Or he had disrobed while he was trapped inside the walls. But an interesting sidebar on the story nonetheless. Police officers, you know, are often called to break up fights. But this is a most unusual fight. In Minnesota, cop had to be called to break up two bald eagles who were found stuck together on the road. 
The officer had to consult with the Minnesota Department of Natural Resources and the Raptor Center, which told him the Eagles were likely in a dispute over, you know, it was a territorial dispute. Um, Officer Martinson, that's all it says. Officer Martinson said he was attempting to cover the birds' heads to calm them down when they decided to uh, flee the scene. They got themselves untangled and off they went. So, (laughs) happy ending to the story. But how would you like to get that call? Uh, Break up a uh, fight of a pair of bald eagles. That's a little unusual. And finally, in the broken news this morning, the odd and unusual side. This is definitely odd and unusual. Couple in Sacramento, California, showing their love of Taco Bell by having their wedding reception at the most beautiful Taco Bell location in the United States. After saying their I do's at City Hall... The pair raced over to Pacifica, California, which has one of the most beautiful locations. I guess this is documented. It has one of the most beautiful locations of a Taco Bell restaurant in the nation. I don't know if that's saying much, but that's what it is. Apparently, the pair are high school sweethearts and told Fox News that they chose October 26th as their wedding date because it was also their eight-year dating anniversary. And they said they wanted a low-stress, inexpensive wedding reception which led them to the fast food chain which is certainly inexpensive what would you think if you got an invitation to a couple's wedding reception at a taco bell a little unusual there you go uh, that is today's broken news report this update on the odd and unusual side of the news brought to you as a public service more or less of hancock county veteran services we now return you to your regularly scheduled programming the Finley Trojans play here on WFIN. This is Tim Montgomery. Join me and Coach Cliff Hyde for all the action of Trojan football in 2021. We'll bring you every exciting play each Friday night, all season long, home and away. Up next for the Trojans on Friday night, the regional semifinals against Springfield. Pre-game at 6.30. Finley Trojan football is here on 1330 WFIN, WFIN.com and 95.5 FM. And now your daily download, the numbers behind the news and the statistics that shape our lives. This is a very strange poll, but interesting nonetheless. And uh, it piqued my interest because, of course, we're coming up on the holiday season, the season of food, where so much of our uh, celebrations center around a big meal, Thanksgiving and Christmas and and all of that. And uh, after a big meal, you've got a big cleanup, but One out of every six Americans they find in this poll is a YouGov survey. One out of every six Americans, and I'm wondering why, what motivated them to ask this question, because it is, it just seems so random. One out of every six Americans say they use their dishwasher primarily for something other than washing dishes. They were asked simply, what do you primarily use your dishwasher for? And only 60% said to wash dishes. So that means 40% use their dishwasher primarily for something else, which I thought was a much larger number than I would have guessed. 25% uh, said that they don't own a dishwasher, so you can take that out. But a not insignificant 16% say that they use their dishwasher primarily to dry dishes that they have hand-washed. So it's not a dishwasher, it's a dish dryer. Um, 
5% said that they use their dishwasher to store kitchen items. <laughs> Just for storage. Um, let's see here. Another 5% said that they use their dishwasher for nothing. And 1% responded with an ominous sounding other. <laughs> what you may ask yourself, could those other uses for a dishwasher possibly be? Uh, well, one can only imagine, but uh, one somewhat well-established alternate use for the dishwasher is cooking. Believe it or not, there is a program on TLC. I did not know this, but they point this out in the, uh, in the poll. There's a program on TLC called Extreme Cheapskates, which featured a woman who cooks lasagna in her dishwasher. And poached salmon appears to be a favorite among the creatively appliance shall we say so there is that i guess jennifer little is with us in the studio this morning from the uh, hancock county osu extension office family and consumer sciences division i guess um November is Diabetes Month, and I know you've got a big focus on that uh, for this month, which uh, is very timely as we come up on the uh, holiday season. As we said earlier, with so much of the, uh, so much of our celebrations center around food, we've got the uh, big meals of Thanksgiving and Christmas and all of that coming up, and of course New Year's and and so on. And so your theme is to help uh, patients and families sort of take charge for the holidays. And uh, this is kind of an ongoing project of uh, OSU Extension. You do a lot of things throughout the year uh, with respect to diabetes. Let's start with just kind of some basic information about diabetes because it's um, obviously we've all heard of it before. It's not an uncommon condition. But for those family members who may not have to deal with it all the time, maybe they've got a family member with diabetes who's coming in for Thanksgiving dinner or whatever. What do we need to know? Okay. Well, there are two primary forms of diabetes, and one is type 1 diabetes, and that's people who, for some reason or another, either for an injury or an autoimmune condition, their body doesn't make insulin. And insulin is the substance that our body makes to help take the sugar from our blood, which is our energy, and Mm -hmm. put it to the different parts of the body that need it. Mm -hmm. And for people who don't make insulin, obviously, their body can't get the energy that it needs. Um, The more common form of diabetes, however, which is the one we're going to kind of focus on this month, is type 2 diabetes. And type 2 diabetes is the form of diabetes that is somewhat preventable. And it's the kind of diabetes that's on the rise in the United States and actually Mm -hmm. all over the world. Yeah. Um, Type 2 diabetes is a form of diabetes in which the body doesn't make enough insulin to help get that blood sugar out to the rest of the body, Mm -hmm. or it doesn't utilize the insulin that it makes very well. Our bodies become insulin resistant. And um, that, so that's the, and there are lots of people, in fact, they're saying, you know, um, the American Diabetes Association says about one in three Americans, adults have pre-diabetes. That means they are high risk for developing that type two diabetes. And those are the kind of people that we kind of want to focus on. Yeah. Because because you get that pre-diabetes, you're not there yet, but that's, you know, sounding a big warning sign that uh, if you're not careful, then you could reach that uh, that stage. And now, with respect to food and diet and you know that's a big part of managing diabetes i mean a lot of people uh, know many diabetics uh, uh, take insulin 
uh, either self-injecting or now they have the uh, auto pumps, uh, yeah. pumps and, and everything uh, that are becoming more common. But that's not universal. Not all diabetics or pre-diabetics uh, you know, will have uh, uh, insulin. It's not Correct. required in all cases. Correct. There are um, There are oral medications that help our bodies to utilize the insulin that we make better or help our bodies to make be more efficient at making insulin. Um, and also there's lifestyle changes that right. um, for people who don't make enough insulin, um, gaining weight, like being overweight or obese, mm-hmm. um, that puts people at a high risk for gaining, for developing diabetes. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, making lifestyle changes, so, becoming more physically active, yeah. losing weight can actually lower your risk of developing type 2 so diabetes. So a lot of these things focus around food, which is why, and, and diet, which is why this is a big part of what you're talking about, especially this month as we come up on the holiday yeah. season, as we mentioned. Yeah. And um, obviously the, the, um, the foods that we want to focus on, of course, very prevalent around the holidays are are foods that are high in carbohydrate. Um, so that would be any like real starchy vegetables, mm-hmm. fruits which are naturally sweet, but have, you know, more easy to probably avoid during the holidays are, are sweets, you know, and those heavily yeah. laden, you know, bready foods, right. sugary foods, and of course also the sugary beverages. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, I have a dietetic intern and I that we put out a display out at the Finley Mall, kind of focusing on diabetes awareness and we've got um, some information there about healthy eating during diabetes, some handouts there. We also have um, a sheet that people can take and kind of evaluate their risk of developing diabetes. There's a simple, you know, little quiz answering questions, yes or no, and I'm guiding up your score. Um, but it, it's important for people to understand what their risk is and, you know, things that put us at risk for developing type 2 diabetes um, are being overweight, um, being physically inactive. So, you know, the focus is definitely a lot on food for people with diabetes, but also physical activity is important as well. Which is uh, another th- reason why November, being Diabetes Month, we're coming up into the colder weather season, becomes a little bit more of a challenge to be active as opposed to the spring and summer months when we're outside, we're doing all of these things. Now we get into the time of year where we're cooped up and we're not, uh, we're a little more sedentary. Yeah, we've got... In addition to the display that we have out at the um, out at the mall, we also have um, "Play Your Way Through the Holidays." This is a statewide extension promotion right now. Um, people can sign up to get emails and interact with um, our Live Healthy, Live Well state team, and with ideas about ways to be physically more physically active during the holidays. Also, thing ways to lower stress during the holidays. So. <laughs> Um, no, there's a, never any of that during the holidays. <laughs> no, season. never, never. No. Um, so, yeah, play your way through the holidays is, is uh, again, a, a, something that you can sign up for free. You get text alerts on your phones, just reminders and hints of things to do during the holidays. It's kind of a fun way to do it. It's a six-weeks challenge, and it begins later this month. And uh, we will have information on our website, and I think I've given you some links, too. Um, so maybe you guys can put it on your right. website. Yep, we do have that up there. We also have... Um, Take charge of your diabetes during the holidays. And this is like just a one-day webinar that's coming up, and it's um, scheduled for November 17th. And it's a one-hour session that actually I'm going to be a part of, and people can do it remotely. They can tune in over their lunch hour and learn a little bit about if you or your family is affected by diabetes, giving hints about how to um, eat healthier during the holidays, how to alter recipes, how to create some really good-tasting foods that are also appropriate for you or your family member that has diabetes. Mm -hmm. So. We'd love to have people tune in to that as well. Also free, 
just tune in on your, you can do it on your smart device or on your computer, again, from 12 to 1 on 17th. So again, if this uh, impacts you directly or maybe a family member or an extended family member you'd be having in for the holidays at, at one point, you want to know, how do I do this? How do I prepare a Thanksgiving dinner, a Christmas dinner uh, that accounts for this? I, I know that there has in recent years been less of an emphasis on the term dietary restrictions um, that so often they try to encourage just a healthier uh, diet overall rather than strictly cutting out foods, just yes. just making smarter choices. Yes. Early in my career, I just remember there were, you know, some foods, you you know, if you were a person. You got this list. Yeah, you, you have any list. of these things. You, can't, you have yeah. to eat this exact way and yeah. you cannot eat this. This was the no, no, no. And this yeah. was the yes, you can eat. And it. And it became very discouraging for people. But, you know, diabetes is a disease that people live with. They're in, you know, they manage throughout their life and day to day. And so it is something that, you know, if you understand what a carbohydrate is, what those foods are and how to manage that and balance that with foods that are low in carbohydrate, things like protein foods. And, of course, choosing whole grains versus um, non-whole grains. It's not those things you can never eat bread, you know. Whole grains are a healthier choice as far as bread. And you mm-hmm. can still have that sweet on occasion. Just don't want to overdo it and, yeah. and balance it out with those other sorts of foods. You know, those, that sweet potato casserole, if that's your favorite thing at Thanksgiving, you know, enjoy that. But be mindful. Lay off the stuffing. Maybe the mashed potatoes. You know, set right. those aside. Maybe not pick that piece of pumpkin pie up as well. Yeah. So kind of managing that. And if we try to make half of our plate um, low starchy foods, specifically vegetables, and then um, a quarter of a plate, some kind of a protein, because protein foods like turkey, you know, ham, those kinds of things, they Mm -hmm. don't affect your blood sugar. And then, you know, save a quarter of the plate as being either those starchy vegetables or those other forms of carbohydrates, whether it be a real sweet fruit or or some kind of a dessert. Yeah. So, uh, and, and that's going to be a healthier diet for everyone, whether oh, we're yes. talking about <laughs> a diabetes, pre-diabetes, or even those who don't want to get to the pre-diabetes uh, stage. So yeah. this is uh, better for, for all. So as you mentioned, display up right now at the, uh, at the mall, you've got the webinar uh, coming up, a couple of other uh, things going on throughout the, uh, the month of November for a uh, diabetes month. Yes. And I will say we've, and at the display, we do have a list of some area resources. We've got a lot of organizations here who help support families and people with diabetes, whether it be healthcare providers. We will be kicking off um, um, a Dining with Diabetes series that we've been partnering with Blanchard Valley Hospital. We'll be kicking that off again in the spring. So yeah, those those, those are all out there on the, on the display and we would encourage people to check it out. As we mentioned, it is a uh, point of emphasis, not just uh, during November, but year round for the uh, Hancock County OSU Extension Family and Consumer Sciences uh, Department. And again, uh, Jennifer Little with us uh, from OSU Extension. We've got the link up at our webpage, goodmornings.net. Jennifer, thanks very much for dropping by. We appreciate it. Thanks a lot, Chris. Have a great day. And that will put a wrap on our podcast for today. Thanks again to all of our guests for joining us on the program. And remember, you can get more information about all of the topics that we talk about each day on the show at our webpage. That is goodmornings.net. So until tomorrow morning, that is Good Mornings for this morning. Now that you've had a good morning, go on out and make it a good day. We'll catch you back here tomorrow.